0: Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. Uh, um, This is my Johnny Carson monologue. By the way, I put on a new sweater for you, Sherry. Uh, I just was in the mood to put on a new shiny, because I'm talking to a Californian, uh, and that's important. Uh, Right off the bat, I I gotta tell everybody to grab uh, everybody and and say that Sherry uh, and I, parenthetically, are in a very, very special, unique club that not too many people uh, uh, are in or even know about it. Uh, the club is, Sherry lost 103 pounds and, and she did it. And, and that's why I'm way down on the totem the pole here because I did my 100 pound weight loss you know, in, in my forties. Sherry did it when she was 64 a few years ago. And that is so extraordinary because it's life what sherry has done sherry diamond what she has done is life and its health and there's so much and and uh and so she's a a poster woman for this uh, amazing feat of having lost 103 pounds and and it, it's opened up a whole new life her, and she went we're gonna talk all about that but it's extraordinary and and it's almost like um I want to reach out into the screen and, and, and pretend I'm Cher and I'm slapping Nicholas Cage and tell him, snap out of it if I'm moonstruck. Because uh, the message that Sherry's gonna give you all is extraordinary and what she can do for you is extraordinary because she's done it. Yeah, you know, I did it too. Uh, and, and, and the fact that I did it, when I did it, it allowed me to kind of lead my life, uh, these, especially these last bunch of years, as I'm approaching 80, and, and I'm closer to 80 than I 8 am to 70, uh, and this thing up here really functions full throttle. And why? Because part of it is, is diet and food and awareness and health, and that's all that Sherry Diamond is. So uh, if you started listening to this opening monologue, don't do don't leave, because it's your life. Um, this is your life. That was an old, remember that Sherry, that? TV show. I love that show. Yeah, this is your life. Yeah,
1: I'm old enough to know about that show.
0: <laughs> I know there's not too many people I engage that can know about it. So anyway, I'm, I'm done with my uh, Johnny Carson monologue, whom I love dearly. And, and I want to introduce Sherry Diamond. And it, it was, it was fortuitous and wonderful. And I thank the universe that we connected. We've been chatting a whole bunch now and in and, and previous weeks. Uh, just you are extraordinary. So uh, Well, so are the- you.
1: I mean, come on, you lost 100 pounds. It's not like, you know, I lost 100 pounds and you didn't. You did too. So what you did is extraordinary. The only difference really is we did it at different times in our life. Right. However, I will say that anybody listening that's in their 40s, you should be following what Calvin did. And anybody who's listening, I don't care what age you are, you should be listening to both of us because we lived it, we know what we're doing. We, we are living proof that your health is all you really have. Um, where'd you come from? <laughs> so where'd I come from? Well,
0: I yeah, was we know born you're in California. Raised,
1: yeah, well, but I've lived in California since 1975, but I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. And ever since I was 14 years old, I had I knew I was gonna move to California. I told my parents, When I was 14, I saw a show on TV um, that was palm trees and the beach like behind me. Um, And I wanted to go there and I had no idea where it was, but I knew I was going. And my mom was like, you know, you could do anything you want as long as you don't hurt our family, you know, disgrace us, go to jail or hurt other people. And my dad was like, really, you want to go to a place where there's a beach and palm trees and kids on the sand, but you don't know what it's called. That's ridiculous. And that night, my parents were in their room getting ready to go to bed and my bedroom is next door to theirs. And I heard my dad say to my mom, can you believe this kid? What is she, who does she think she is? She's gonna go to California when she gets older and goes to college and all this stuff. She doesn't even know where she's going. This is ridiculous. And my mom said, if you don't know anything about this kid by now, is that when she says she's going to do something and she makes up her mind, she's going to do it. So only advice I could give you right now is buckle up because you got about three or four more years and she's leaving. And on September 12th, 1975, I got on a plane. I went to San Diego and I lived there for four and a half years. And in 1979, I moved to L.A. and I never looked back. And here I am.
0: Wow. So you're really a Californian.
1: Oh Oh, yeah, I hated living in Cleveland. You know, I always felt like I didn't belong there. I felt like I was living in the Separate Wives.
0: Was it was it the climate too that uh, influenced you?
1: I hated the snow. I hated shoveling snow. I hated everything about the cold. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was normal that you go out and it's snowing and it's cold and you have to come home and put your clothes and hang them up in front of a heater to dry because they're wet. Like all of that didn't make sense in my normal brain. So I didn't like the weather for sure. But I also at the time I lived in Cleveland, Cleveland was not a progressive city like it is now where there's so many good things. There's It's such a great place to raise kids and have a family and all that. And when I lived there, it was doing what everybody else does, shopping at the same stores, eating at the same restaurant, wearing the same clothes. And I always felt out of place because I had my own individual everything and I never followed the crowd, but I followed the crowd because I thought I had to, but I didn't like it. So I wanted to go somewhere. And as soon as I saw those kids on TV, it's like I heard the angels singing and I was like, I'm going there. And here I am.
0: Uh So you're out in California doing whatever you're, you know, you're living your life out there and, 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 um, your, your, your lifestyle, you're gaining weight.
1: Oh yeah. But I was, but I was a chubby kid. Okay. I was, I yo-yo dieted my whole life. And I think I've told you before, Calvin, that if I put all the money on the table that I spent on crazy diets, going to, um, all kinds of diet places, buying packaged food buying pills, buying protein shakes, buying everything known to man, and I put the money on the table, I could take you, your wife, and myself on a trip around the world two times.
0: So, you, 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 so you're conscious of all that, but you're not uh, adhering to it. By the way, uh, I, I have to say right up front, uh, share, S-H-E-R, thegift.com. That's your website. Yes. And I've been hanging out there. I'm a lurker, by the way. Good. I'm a lurker. Because we
1: have to share our gifts that we have to other people. And we have to, I have to share the gift of health to people. Because being in ill health is not a death sentence. And it's a choice. We don't have to be sick. We do not have to.
0: Don't. We don't. We don't. And you
1: can eat healthy and you can go out with your friends and you can go on vacation and you can have a cocktail. You can do all those things on my program. You just have to be mindful.
0: We're going to talk about that a whole bunch. Uh, So, uh, again, I'm Ralph Edwards. So, Sherry, uh, you're 64 years old, four or five years ago, uh, uh, and uh, you go to a doctor and um you're pre-diabetic for sure for sure and and he laid that on you and it was this great slap in the face and then uh talk about the energy talk about the universe how did this whole i mean it's not easy no
1: it's not so i'll i'll tell you just to go back one step is that In 2006, my mom passed away. She died of pancreatic cancer. And in 1991, my dad passed away and he died of stomach cancer. So everybody in my immediate family of my mom and my dad's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, they all died of stomach cancer. And one of my favorite uncles, he died of brain cancer. And on my dad's side, his, uh, Mother, father, and one of his sisters died of stomach cancer along with my dad. And my other two aunts died of dementia. And the other one, honestly, it's unbelievable. She had the highest cholesterol of anybody in my life. And she lived to be, I think, almost 90. And she died really of old age. So that's my, already, I have horrible DNA. Any way you slice it. So here I am, yo-yo dieting my whole life losing weight, gaining weight. And I knew how to lose the weight. I just didn't know how to keep it off. So I go to the doctor and she tells me, you know, you're pre-diabetic. I was like, what? What do you mean I'm pre-diabetic? She said, yeah, your numbers are knocking on the pre-diabetic, on the diabetic door. So what I'm gonna say to you is, I am gonna recommend that you try to eat a little better and lose some weight because if you don't, within a year, you will for sure be on some kind of medication for diabetes or insulin. But the medication might come first, but eventually you'll, you'll go into the insulin. And I am said to her, that's not gonna happen because I'm terrified of needles. You know, I'm the, I'm the one that when you go and the, they say we're gonna do a blood test, I hold out my arm, I turn my head and I tell the phlebotomist, don't show me any blood, needles, you nothing, don't. right? Just, yep. just do it and let me out of here. Okay, so I went home and I was terrified. So I started researching food. Why do we get diabetes? Why do we get high blood pressure? Why, 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 why? And the same word kept coming up, inflammation. And what I learned without going into all of that detail is that once you have inflammation, right? So here's me, I have inflammation on and off for 64 years. Now I go to the doctor and at 64, there's been so much inflammation in my system. Really, where is it supposed to go? There's nowhere else for it to go except to keep swimming through my body to wreak havoc on my health. And it all made sense. And then I thought about my mom. When my mom was gonna, about to die in 2006, the last conversation we had she said to me, I want you to promise me one thing, that someday you're going to get thin. And that's all my mom wanted out of my yeah. life, was to be thin. So I said, you know what, mommy? I don't know what day that's going to happen, but I'm going to promise you I will. So I said, okay, here's a way to say yes to my mom and to my health all at the same time. So I started researching foods that cause inflammation, et cetera, et cetera. And I started eating like that. And in 18 months, I lost 103 pounds. But the best part mm. was not about how I looked, but I could feel my body purging the inflammation. And I know that sounds crazy. And what you said earlier um, in the broadcast is that mentally up here, how you feel, I'm gonna tell you, as soon as you clean your body by osmosis, you clean out your brain and you think clearer. And I went back and I thought about all the people that I have met in my life that were just grossly overweight, like three, four, 500 pounds, that were always aggressive and mean. They're constantly eating bad food. That, that means something. I mean, honestly, it sounds crazy, but it's true. Now, not only do I feel amazing, but I found the secret to never gaining weight. I haven't gained a pound. I never will ever again. And I'm standing in the best legs of my life. I'm going to be this year. I'm going to be 69 years old. And I have more energy than some 10-year-olds I know.
0: (laughs) Same here. Same here.
1: And so that's how I got there. And so the other thing that you said that was really interesting, Calvin, you said about the universe. So I said, okay, I think I'm going to start writing this as a program because everybody would say to me, you look amazing. You look so good. You look so good. But, you know, nobody ever asked me, how do you feel? Because it's always about how you look. And really what I'm trying to teach people while you're eating better and getting healthy, how to live your life from the inside out not the outside in because that's what we've been all doing our whole life. And then we get to be 40 or whatever, and we're stressed out. And now we have high blood pressure and all these things because we've been chasing all the stuff. But we haven't been chasing the inside of us. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I started to write balance for life and I came up with this program and I threw it out into the universe. And here we are two years later. I'm still doing it and it's getting better all the time. I'm um, doing a a podcast every Saturday called B2D2. I'm writing a children's book and I'm in the process of writing a balance for life cookbook. And ever since I lost the weight, I swear to you, I know my mom put the stamp of approval that I, I fulfilled my promise. And I feel like the world has opened up and there isn't anything I can't do and I'm unstoppable.
0: And you are. I am. Are. And and what I've noticed is, is this energy that the universe gives us. And the more that you achieve and the more, you you know, now you're running cookbooks and you've got your podcast. The more you absorb, the more you give, the more you get. That's my.
1: Right. Well, you know, you and I have talked about it. That's why share the gift.com is so important to me, because we can't get anywhere in our life if we don't share our gifts and help other people get where they want, even if there's nothing in it for us. Nothing. And that's the word. That's a word that people don't understand is unconditional. You know, and that's the other thing. You know, you know how I feel about words. Words are powerful. And that was part of my problem why I stayed fat for so long because of the words that I heard in my life, the words people said to me, how I internalized it. And then once I start really looking around, you know, when I was writing balance for life, I said, Oh my gosh, I never realized that my whole life I've been living inside out, but I was so busy listening to all the nonsense around me that I pushed it kind of to the side. And now, It's 100% inside out and all the outside in means nothing to me. Nothing.
0: So interesting. It's such a powerful, you know, we talked about this, we've been talking about it. How do we get to people? Uh, And and I'm listening to you. um, So you did all this. You should be a poster person for uh, AARP because there's millions of seniors out there who—well,
1: I hope they're listening because uh, I'm ready.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, but uh, just, just to uh, again, I'm thinking of this as I'm sitting here listening to you. Uh, what you did is this extraordinary uh, accomplishment in your 60s to lose 100 pounds, and there are legions and millions of seniors who need to do that. Uh, notwithstanding 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, because when you're in your 20s and 30s, all you're doing is preparing yourself for the ill health that you're going to have when you get older, if you don't learn how to manage it now. You know, and people say, well, everything's in moderation, but what happens when the moderation was no longer moderation, right? How do we stop that from happening? Well, one of the ways is, we have to, you know, there's that saying, um, being healthy is not just about losing weight and being on a diet. It's about the people you surround yourself with. It's the, the kind of environment you put yourself in. Who do you, what do you read? What do you listen to? Who do you take advice from? And that's really the key. And that's why living inside out is so profound because most people aren't doing it.
0: Because, you know, if
1: I told somebody, if I told somebody it's interested in my program, which, by the way, I give a 15 minute free consultation, you don't have to do anything, but just talk to me. And I tell them what I can do for them. And somebody says to me, I know, but, you know, my aunt, she has been on this program and she did all that. OK. And what about how long did your aunt keep your weight off? Well, she's gained a few pounds, but. Okay, well, I haven't gained any in almost five years. Wow! so who are you going to listen to the aunt? You know why? Because she knows her and the only reason she won't listen to me is two things. And this is the reason why we do everything in our life. And this is why living inside out is crucial. There's only two reasons why we do something or don't. Fear and ego. And for me, it was constant fear. I never had a big ego and I still don't because that's a bunch of nonsense. But fear, I was riddled in fear. Fear of what people were gonna think. Fear of what my mom would say, don't do that. Don't do this. If I catch you doing that, you know, all this stuff. And then you get to be a certain age and that's all you keep listening to is the noise. But when you live your life inside out and you're confident about who you are and what you're doing and how you're thinking, there's no stopping you. And now I'm like, I could just like, like brush it right off. People say stuff to me. I look at them and I go, okay, that's my answer. Okay. Cause I'm not going to try and convince right. anybody of anything. You have to want it. Cause if you want it, I'm going to show you how to be successful. Yeah. And I'm confident about that because in two years I've had my program, nobody's asked for their money back.
0: Wow. I I watched some of the, um, I did my due diligence uh, as a good journalist, so I watched some of the testimonials, uh, uh, even Rod. uh, Yeah, he
1: didn't need to lose any weight.
0: No, it wasn't about weight loss. Uh,
1: He was miserable. Yeah. uh, Even if you don't sleep good, you know, maybe you um, don't sleep good at night, you wake up in the middle of the night, your bones ache different, you don't have any energy, or you feel like you're always in a bad mood, that all has to do with what's going on internally inside.
0: Uh, you said a magic word, sleep. Um, I, I've taken seminars on sleep and, and um, I met him the same way I met you. Uh, he's a, a biologist going for a PhD. And, and one of the things he researches is sleep and aging. And we, we don't even have a clue how important sleep is. So backtracking to your balance for life, if you can fix uh, a lot of things that you fix, uh, one of the side effects, it's a bad term, but the side effects is you're going to have better sleep.
1: Yeah, I didn't sleep good. I used to wake up in the middle of the night. There was a time where I could sleep if a train went through my bedroom. And then when I was really overweight, you know, at the time I was pre-diabetic, I weighed 233 pounds and I used to wake up in the middle of the night and then I couldn't go back to sleep or I would go to sleep and I would wake up and I go, oh, it must be morning. And I slept two hours and it was horrible. Now I don't even have to set a clock. If I go to bed at 11, I go to bed every night somewhere between 11 and 12. And I wake up every day between seven and eight. Rested. I mean, I'm like spring out of the bed. Let's go another day. I'm ready. But before I was actually in a food coma. and I would wake up and I was very sluggish and I couldn't get out of bed. And I always felt like I had a hangover, even if I wasn't drinking. And it was horrible. It was horrible. And now my skin is better. I used to have bumps under my skin. My skin is better. I use cleaner products. I mean, everything we put inside of us is so important. Everything, even up here in our brain.
0: Can you talk a little bit more, um, more of a picture uh, of balance for life, what it is and what it can do for people?
1: Sure. So there's four ways actually that you can be on my program. If you want to eat cleaner, feel better or lose weight. But I want people to understand that this is not a weight loss journey. This isn't designed for people to lose weight. This is designed for people to feel better and get healthier from the inside out, no matter your age or your ailments, really, that's it. So what I do is four things. You can get in touch with me from my website, or at the end, I can give my email. Send me an email. If you send me $10, you can buy my clean eating food list and go with God and eat what's on my list and feel better. The other thing you can do is you can buy the clean food list and you can have me coach you like one-on-one whenever you feel you need it. And I charge for a session. What most people do when they sign up is they sign up for my six-week program, or my 12 um, week program. And what happens is I don't do anything with videos. I don't send any messages that are canned. Everything is just like we are right now. I look at you, you look at me, and we have a conversation because we can't do this by ourselves. Nobody that got to be grossly overweight, you didn't get there alone because we got there by eating with other people or ourselves or in front of the TV or being stressed out, whatever it is or hiding food in your car like I did when I was young. So we didn't get there alone. So how do we expect to get rid of it alone? We can't. So I feel like if I don't talk to you and look at you, it's not as impactful because I know what you're doing wrong and I'm going to help you. So every week we pick a time that's good for the client and we have a one-on-one session for six weeks or 12 weeks. And most people are very, very successful. And I do wanna say that one of the things I'm most proud of, of anything I've done on this program is that my doctor who diagnosed me as pre-diabetic, she went on my program, she didn't need to lose any weight. She said, Sherry, look, she goes, I need this program. I was like, but you're a doctor. She goes, I know, but I have a fat belly, I'm stressed out. I have all this belly fat. I have a little five-year-old boy that I can't run around and play with because I have no energy and I feel miserable every day when I wake up. So when she said, okay, I'm going to do it, that was my stamp of approval right there.
0: That's like climbing to the mountaintop. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So there's a different ways you can go on the program. And the reason I don't talk about money is because money isn't why I do this. It's not about the money. It's about sharing what I know to help people get healthy. Because when you're only interested in money, nothing comes your way. But when you forget about the money, everything good happens. And that's where I'm at right now. And I I just can't even wait to see what's gonna happen in the future because it's gonna be really, you think it's extraordinary now, you just wait.
0: It is extraordinary. You're extraordinary, Uh, uh, truly extraordinary in in what what you've done. Uh, I, I in, in my travels, uh, and, you know, not because you're sitting. No, I here, know. In, uh, I mean, what you, I, I, I've done it. I, I know what it it, it took, uh, uh, but you did I it. I say it you.
1: all the time. It's not easy, but it's worth it.
0: It, it is. And you did it in your 60s. And, and um, so um, just going off topic uh, a quick second, I, I have a, mm-hmm. um, a, one of my favorite questions to ask. And, and I, it's a one-word thing, and actually, you, you can answer it, or you don't have to answer it. Uh, but it, it's a cute question, and then we'll go back. Um, so uh, here's the uh, here's the situation: uh, it, excluding family or friends, mm-hmm. somebody living or dead you'd like to spend a day with. It could be more than one, or whatever. I a want nice to
1: spend the day with.
0: Yeah, it's a nice There's question.
1: Actually, three. Let's do it. So I have this secret club of people that I want to meet someday. It's called E-O-E. And it stands for Elton. Wow. As in Elton John. Oprah, as in Oprah Winfrey. And Ellen, as in Ellen DeGeneres. And I'll tell you why. Because in 1971, I went to my first Elton John concert and I heard him play your song and that was it. And as you know, he is my idol of music and I've seen him 39 times in concert. So he's for sure, I came this close about 10 years ago. I almost got to interview him in Las Vegas um, when he was doing his red piano tour or 20 years ago. Yeah, so he's the first one and Oprah, She's the second one that came into my life. And then Ellen. And the reason they are the three is because they are the people that when I was at my worst, when I didn't know what I was going to do about certain situations, they said things that penetrated in my brain that I said, I'm never giving up and I'm going to keep going. And now I'm teaching other people how to do that as well. That's great. So EOE, if you're listening, I want to meet all of you. Preferably all under the same roof.
0: That's great. It's Funny, um, uh, Oprah's been a hero of mine for a long time, and and um, not that many years ago, uh, six seven years ago, a friend of mine called. Uh, she, her son is the producer of Dr. Oz. Oh. And and that and so she called me and, and said, "What are you doing tomorrow, Calvin?" And I hate that because it usually means I got to pick somebody up at the airport. So I'm, so I'm always ready with an excuse, and, and I, I said, "What did you have in mind?" She said, "Well, my son is producer, Doctor Oz, and Oprah's coming in tomorrow because she was the producer, and she she mm-hmm. she acted in that play, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks." Right. And and so she was coming in with the writer of the book, and and they were going to talk about that. And uh, so my friend said. Uh, we can go, and we would have VIP things that were sitting right like next to uh, Oprah. Everybody, so I immediately said, "Yeah, I'm down. I'm down." Yeah,
1: I got nothing on my calendar.
0: I'm down, and uh, I picked him up. I drove. We drove into the city. We parked, and literally, uh, we really did have VIP, and I knew we were going to be sitting That's a feet so away. Cool. So I wore by design, the craziest socks I had for a reason. So, so she I, would notice. Yes, exactly. Uh, right. And they wouldn't let me wear my uh, Rector's hat. Uh, no, you can't do anything with brands. Uh, but I, I sat literally a few feet away from her and, and, and I crossed my legs and I was shaking my legs. Uh, and when they went to commercial, she just looked and saw my socks and got started laughing. She went like that, and that was—that's exactly. That's all you needed. That's all I wanted, and the whole that was, was the air.
1: That was the air to push you to the next that, thing, right? That's all we need.
0: And 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 I had hoped because I I was mentoring a couple of amazing young students who Oprah would have loved. Uh, they they started a company. Uh, uh, they're like family to me, and they're young kids recently graduated college, but they started. A company to help kids get educated and raise money uh, for scholarships—brilliant. Pedal, uh, oh, awesome. P.D.U.L. and and it was right up Oprah's alley. So my hope was she would come over to me, uh, um, and and I would engage her in conversation and just tell her about these kids because it was perfect for her. But unfortunately, halfway through the the show, uh, she just got up and left. And and and, and anyway, but and so, you had a moment. I had a moment and, and because I'm a little bit uh, uh, unorthodox, I took a picture of my socks, uh, Sherry, and I mailed it to Oprah in, in California. Do you remember these socks?
1: Of course, nothing oh.
0: nothing happened, so be it. Anyway, back to work. Um, so uh, we didn't talk about this in, in any of our conversations, but I, I wanted to ask you this because you're the, the expert, not me, but uh, I I, I want to know what you think about intermittent fasting. Is that part of something you can think about? I'm a
1: big fan and I do it every day. I didn't in the beginning because I didn't understand it. And it sounded scary because all I was focused on was how many hours I wasn't going to (laughs) eat. And I wasn't, I, I didn't do it. So it was really until I was into balance for life, maybe six or seven months, I thought, you know, I should try it. So I did, but I've changed it. And this is what, I'll, I'll tell you what I did. In the beginning, I used to eat around, cause I get up between like seven and eight every day. But at that time I was getting up earlier because I still, um, I was just about to get laid off my job, which I didn't know and be on my own, right? And I used to get up really early, like 6, 6.30. So I used to eat around seven or eight. So I would eat between like eight and four. And then I didn't eat again till the next day. And I would wake up and I'd be really like literally starving. But I don't like to eat when I first get up. I'm just, I've been like that my whole life. I need some time to have a coffee and sit and meditate and watch a little news and that kind of thing. And then I notice that as I got more into balance for life and I started to become busier and get more clients where my schedule was really packed full of people and things to do, I started eating later. So fast forward, here we are today, four years later. Now I eat somewhere between, I get up the same time between seven and eight, but I don't eat until about 10 or 11. Some days I don't eat till noon. And then I eat. Until I try to eat within a five or six hour window, but when I'm going to go out at night, I for sure don't eat till later in the day so that I have, I can still eat at six or seven at night. So I eat around somewhere between 10 and noon, and then I'll eat again, you know, during the day, whatever. And when, as soon as I'm done, that's it. And I don't eat till the next day. And I'm going to tell you what happens. Not only do you feel better, my body feels lighter. And the other thing I notice is that when you are on the same schedule without really being on a schedule, everything works a lot better. So intermittent fasting. And the other thing, intermittent fasting has really helped me with, um, I was addicted to sugar. Like there wasn't anything with sugar in it. I wouldn't eat. And there were times where I hate to admit it, but I would sit down with a pint of ice cream from Ben and Jerry's and eat the whole thing with in front of the TV in one sitting, right? It was a pleasure, I loved it. So the craving for sugar goes away. Not just from the intermittent fasting, but from eating the correct foods that don't cause inflammation. All the things that I used to love to eat, I can walk into a restaurant, a, a bar, a bakery, anywhere, and just look and go, oh yeah, that's nice. Cause I have no I'm not jonesing over it anymore. Like, oh my God, I got to eat that chocolate. I got to have that cupcake. Yes, let me taste that spaghetti, whatever it is. I don't have that anymore. It's completely gone away. And that's why I'll never gain weight anymore. I mean, once in a while, I'll gain one or two pounds or I'll lose one or two pounds, but that's it. It's not, oh, gain four pounds. And then the next thing you know, you're gaining 16 pounds. Yeah, that's never going to happen again. It's like, because now it's part of my DNA. It's in my thread of who I am. So it'll never happen. And now I understand for the first time in my life, Calvin, why thin people freak out when they lose a gain a pound or two and their pants get tight. Now I understand it.
0: It's a great, it's not like it's an obsession, but it, it's a great consciousness. Uh,
1: consciousness.
0: I, uh, Again, I, I don't have the background uh, uh, that you have and, and put together, but uh, as most as most earthbound people during the pandemic gained, uh, I had I I gained twenty eight pounds.
1: Yeah, everybody, it's like the freshman twenty. This yeah. was the pandemic twenty five.
0: So I gained twenty eight pounds a year and a half ago, and, and I got really really upset with myself. And again, I, I didn't read, I didn't go into depth. Uh, I didn't have a balance for life program or anything like that. But uh, enough intelligence up here said, you know what? You gotta change your, your, you gotta do this. So I created my own intermittent fasting. So I would wake up at 10 or 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I have half a yogurt because I just wanted to coat my stomach before I took my vitamins and stuff and, um, and a cup of coffee uh and and that would be it until like two or three i'd have half half a slice of cheese just to have something uh and then dinner uh and maybe a little snack but everything gets shut down at 11 and you know i lost 30 pounds from that sorry good for you
1: yeah and i didn't gain an ounce during the pandemic and i didn't go anywhere or do anything for almost seven months i never left the house except to go hiking or go for a walk
0: same here same here
1: and that's the other thing that people think you have to go to the gym and you have to work out and I got to get a trainer and I got to go buy all this equipment. No, you don't. All you got to do is put on your tennis shoes and go for a walk. If you have a treadmill, get on it and take the hangers with your clothes off of it. <laughs> and if you, have a, if you live in a building with a gym, go do it. Just walk and steps and movement. That's all you have to do. Go, it, should, should you go to the gym? Absolutely. Go to the gym if you want to. But don't go to the gym and not do cardio, because if you don't do any cardio, all the gym is going to do is build muscle right. and you aren't going to lose any fat and you aren't going to feel any better because we got to work up our heart so we could burn fat. It's so easy. I mean, it's so simple. Yeah. And that's why I made my program so simple. I tell people all the time, if you have a child in your house that knows how to read, you can, they can follow this program. I made it so simple that anyone who can read and understand English can be on this program. Anybody. The only thing is you just have to want to. Correct. And like with everything else in life, we all want it, but what are you willing to do to get there? Brilliant. And I was willing to pull out all the stops to not be diabetic, to not have to shoot insulin, to not have to take any medication. I just refuse.
0: Brilliant. And, and I, as I told you, I, I'm, uh, I put myself on, uh, I, I do this to my, I'm, I love sugar and I love sweets and love chocolate and stuff. Uh, I eat
1: chocolate every day. Yeah.
0: You, know, you know, dark chocolate's really healthy. It's healthy stuff. And, and and I have pure cacao powder and I put it into my coffee. Because right. it's just loaded. Uh, it's loaded. With, accidents. Yeah. It's just loaded with good stuff. Um, in my... Yeah, I spend uh, a couple hours a day reading a million different things from WebMD and, and all these health things mm-hmm. so that, you know, I am kind of make sure I'm doing the right thing. And, and I told you i take 60 supplements a day.
1: Well, it's funny because you mentioned sugar. You know, we're always talking about sugar because it's like the worst thing ever. Um, but I have a Facebook group. It's called Balance the Number Four life and it's balanced space, the number four space and life. And today, if you go on the group, um, you'll see, I found a recipe that I deconstructed and put in all the balance for life foods that are in it. And I put up a recipe for healthy donut
0: holes. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow.
1: So that's the other thing I do on my program. If my, my, um, some of my clients don't like to cook. They don't know what they should eat. And they'll say to me, look, I'm having company and I need to make sure I stay on the program. What should I do? I send recipes too, and I don't make people pay for them. It's all part of the program. But on my balance for life group, I do put up um, different recipes that I that I do try and make. Because I love cooking. I love to cook. So I, when I find something that sounds good, I'm like, wait, why does it have to be bad for us? So I go in the kitchen and I experiment. Well, wow. these donut holes I've been experimenting with for like a month and a half. And I finally made them early this morning and I had one and I was like, okay, this is delicious. So I put it up on the website.
0: Wow. Uh, in, in one of my uh, bad <laughs> days and, and before I lost my uh, 100 pounds when I was still a bad boy mm-hmm. um i tell the story um uh, just to give you an example the depths to which i had sunk to have gained a uh, hundred pounds
1: uh, oh i i can see the story without you even telling me but i want to hear it
0: yeah so uh I, I was working in princeton as a pharmacist we were living in brooklyn so the commute was two plus hours it was a horrible commute and that's just where it was uh maybe more it was a horrible commute so I was commuting four, four and a half hours a day and, and um, uh, it was a Saturday and my wife called and said, uh, your sisters and husbands, uh, everybody's coming over. So stop off and pick up donuts. You know, I said, all right. So in Princeton, it was a little dunk of donuts and, and and uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do well with numbers. So I, I said, hey, what do you want? I said, well, give me three dozen sorted donuts.
1: Oh, um, my God. How many people were coming?
0: Uh, four. <laughs> and and then us would make six. So it's a true story. Uh, so uh, I ordered three dozen donuts, and I left Princeton. And it was Murphy's Law, Sherry, with everything that can go wrong with traffic. Accidents and broken... Brooklyn, uh, red lights, I mean, everything. So the minute I got stuck, wherever I was stuck, uh, near Princeton, I opened up a box. Anyway, to make a a long story short, true story, by the time I reached Brooklyn three hours later, I had wafted down two and a half dozen donuts.
1: No, I thought you were going to tell me you ate a dozen.
0: No, no, no. Two and a half.
1: How did you stay awake from the sugar? Weren't you falling asleep?
0: uh i don't even remember uh oh
1: i would have crashed and burned right away
0: so i um know, i have a lot of these uh stories uh you can read about it they're wow. funny they're funny stories they're not funny they're sad um they're sad stories of, of food uh it's like shooting up stuff in your arm uh, it's horrible it's t- horrible so i ate two and a half dozen donuts and of course i never told anybody uh
1: so what happened when you got home?
0: Well, I said I ate six. We had six for company and it, it kind of worked out. Um, wow. Uh, and I have, uh, yeah. Um, and that was the summer. See, and that's
1: the other thing we do when we're overweight and we don't like ourselves. We lie.
0: Oh, all well, over the place. Uh, I used
1: to lie when I was in my, when I was like 25, 26, 27, I used to hide food in my car. I go to a party and I just got done eating a musketeer's bar, a Butterfingers and God knows what else. And then I wouldn't eat at the party. Everybody would say, I don't understand. I never see you eat. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not hungry. Yeah. And, and I thought to myself, these people must go. If you're never hungry and I don't see you eat, why are you so damn fat?
0: Yeah, we do lie. We do. You Because you, you, well, it's damped. easier. Yeah, it is easier to lie. But not now. No, no, gosh, no. Um. So um, we did good. I think, is there anything else you wanted just to just, uh, I mean, balance for life? I'm going to have all the information for people to see.
1: Yeah, no, I just want people to know that whatever it is that you want to fix in your life, because see, it isn't all just about food. Living your life from the inside out means a lot. It's not just the food you eat. So if there's anything in your life you need to change, I have a formula that I go through when you do a consultation with me, that I show people why, if you really want something bad enough, you can do it. You just have to want to. And once you want to, I'm the person that'll help you get there, I promise you. So go to sharethegift.com, it's S-H-E-R, and check out all of my links for Balance For Life, for my podcast, and just send me an email And I'll get in touch with you. It's that simple. It costs you nothing. It's not about money, it's about
0: you. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. So um, we're going to wind this down. Uh, I I cannot thank the universe enough for uh, introducing us.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: There's a grand. It's such a pleasure.
1: And I consider you, you are my friend.
0: Ditto. Ditto. We're friends. We're friends. uh, where uh, we'll alert the media. Uh, it's a line I got from the movie.
1: Well, they better be alerted because we may yeah. take them by storm and they don't know it yet. We're
0: going to alert the media and, and you'll come back. We're going to uh, collaborate and do stuff. It's a powerful message, mostly on, on your end. What you accomplished is historic. Thank really. For it was
1: such a pleasure. You're such a pleasure to be with and have Thank on you. and talk with because you're so fun and you're so positive. And that's the thing. We have to find more people like us
0: because you know what you know what sherry we live the positivity we are if we don't
1: start shedding light in this world we need more light we need a lot of light there's so many people sitting in the dark so if you're listening right now and you are sitting in the dark you need to get in touch with one of us or both of us because we will show you the light
0: yes mostly you um so uh you're going to come back and we'll, we're going to redo things and, and. uh, Sounds good. uh, And I can't thank you enough. Thank you. In in the words of uh, Clint Eastwood, you made my day. Thanks Sherry.
1: Thanks.